Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, and we have an interesting segment for you. We've invited back one of our old familiar and favorite guests, Kathy Rubio. And Kathy, as you know, has been to these uh, Central American training camps where they train a blended group of, uh, shall we say, uh, terrorists and cartel members and turning them to be paramilitary types. She is also very familiar with border issues, Central American issues, and she's been our go-to person on a lot of these issues. And with all that's transpiring right now, I had a feeling that Kathy would have fresh information. And after speaking with her off air, she certainly does. But before we join Kathy, I need to let you know that there's a couple of sponsors that make this program possible and we want to give them the proper credit they deserve and they're really giving you services that you need number one is storable food and you know you've heard dhs and fema are even telling you, you need to have six months and i know that's a daunting task for a lot of people a lot of people are on fixed incomes a lot of people have trouble making ends meet but we have a sale for you with two and four week packages where you can slowly accumulate what you're going to need and you can do it for 40 percent off restaurant quality food 25 year shelf life go to preparewithdave.com and they're trying to make it just as easy as they can again that's preparewithdave.com we're also brought to you by Health Masters, and you've heard me many times, if you've followed us for any length of time, you've heard me talk about how Health Masters has kept me off the operating table three times over the past several years, and they're my go-to guys. This is who I trust. Now, I'll go to the doctor. Critical incident care is important, and I'll go to the doctor, but I'll go to Health Masters first and find out why so many of us in the independent media feel exactly the same way. Go to healthmasters.com, use the coupon code, CODE5, to take 5% off. Well, as I said, Kathy Rubio is our Central American and border expert, and we're going to just jump right in with a general question. Kathy, first of all, I want to welcome you to the show. We're so glad you could take time out of your busy schedule to be with us, but also, I just kind of want to open it up for you to take this where you want to. Um, what the heck is going on? I mean, when you look at all the issues connected to your areas of interest, what jumps out at you is something that is critical and needs to be addressed immediately? Well, that would be the fact that they're emptying out the prisons in Honduras now. Mm -hmm. And the prisoners are being trained to be guards for the police, for the corrupt police, and for the corrupt ones in the military. Hmm. And they have to serve some time in the military being trained. So this is a this is a huge problem because they're going to come through here in uniform and you won't know what the hell uniform they're wearing. You know, it's interesting you say this. Um, you may know of Paul Martin, good friend of mine in northern Colorado. In fact, he and I are co-hosting yeah. a show now on a large station in northern Colorado. And Paul and I have been uh, talking about this for some time. In the Loveland area, there have been sightings of Turkish men. And you know they're Turkish because of what they speak. And they have these really bizarre tattoos. And Paul investigated this and said, what are these tattoos about? He found out they're from Turkish prisoners. They're hardened felons. Some of them are murderers. And they've given them psychological profiles and said, could they be trained to be paramilitary forces in the Turkish army or in some military setting? 
answer is yes. We have these in northern Colorado now. So when you're talking yeah. about opening up the prisons, this is not new. And, and correct me if memory serves me wrong, but I, I think Fidel Castro opened up both the prisons and the mental health institutions and sent boatloads of Cubans to South Florida. And don't think he isn't doing it right now, because he is. Yeah. Well... I think that every country that was sending people in here is doing the same thing now. Mm -hmm. Similar strategy. And I, I agree. would wonder how much Venezuela is involved in this. If Maduro is still up to bringing people in from all these other countries and then sending them up our borders. Hmm. Well, when the immigration uptick started last fall, Venezuela was initially implicated. Absolutely. And they purposely, I think, been kept out of the mainstream media. But when this all started, they said, Venezuelans, they're coming here by the waves. Look at how desperate they are. And now you don't hear a word about them, but I do agree with you. I think Venezuela is right in the middle of it. And it's interesting, your instincts about Cuba uh, and what Castro's brother is doing, you're exactly right. I have Border Patrol and DHS have both told me they're apprehending Cubans in large numbers. Yeah. And a lot of them are the Cuban special forces. Yeah. And, uh, you know, China is involved with Cuba quite a bit now. And Russia has a base there. And Cuba has a tunnel that runs underwater all the way to Florida. I have never heard this before. Oh, yes. How, how do you know this? Because when I was working down there in the White House, I became aware of this thing <laughs> so okay so yeah i noticed you're choosing your words carefully so i imagine we're kind of treading into classified material am i right on yeah that? yeah okay yeah. i understand why you got to chop your words then i um and i recognize it quickly because i deal with this a lot dea dhs fbi hear the same things well let me ask you this would i be wrong in assuming that this tunnel although it have to be probably 90 miles long minimum i think but this tunnel that you're referring to, would it be similar in scope to what we see between uh, the UK or, or Britain and France? Absolutely. Okay. And you would see another one going across the Bering Straits. And that's Russia to Alaska. Interesting. Do mm -hmm. they, can you tell me about the Bering Strait? Do they bore out the ground or is it an ice tunnel? Yeah. They bore out the bed of the ocean. Okay. They bore down in, and then they bore it out. Okay. And they used that big machine that they were using up up north that they got stuck. Well, I'm going to go one step further and put on my military hat, because I've been across this kind of material before, although not with the Bering Strait. But I would guess they have high-speed rail, and they can move troops and material into North America very quickly. Absolutely. Okay, yes. They're, he they're here. I mean, Alaska's full of Russians. Yes. I, Minnesota, yes. where I live, is full of them. 
It's amazing. You know when this all started with the Russian? Uh, it was 2011, and the Obama administration with FEMA signed an, an agreement with the Russian foreign ministry to bring in the first 15,000. And that's when they filled. That's when they finished the Bering Strait tunnel. I had an RSOF source, and we're kind of getting away from the border, but that's okay because we're on a northern border. But I had an RSOF source back in Jade Helm. This would have been the first Jade Helm. This would have been 2015. And he told me, he said, Dave, one day, and I've written an article about it, there'll be a seven-pronged attack upon America. And one of the prongs that he talked about was troops coming in to Alaska covertly um, and then swooping down to the south. Mm-hmm. And then I also understand they're going to be coming out of the North Pole, and that's going to affect your region. They're going to split the country. One of the strategies they have is to split the country in half, and they're going to invade along the Missouri and Mississippi River and come out of northern Canada from the North Pole. Are you aware of that one, too? Yes. And I, I know that uh, this flooding that's going on right now, that's part of splitting the country in half. They want to go 300 miles. They want to make the Mississippi cover 300 miles on either side of Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. And then that will go all the way down to uh, Louisiana in that area. And then they'll split again off to the East Coast. Right on the Madrid fault line. Yes, okay. Yes, I've heard that before, too. So, And wh- that's what they're doing. They're getting everything wet right now to get that Madrid to go. Oh, I see. So you think that they're trying to inundate the topsoil to the point where it causes major earthquakes along the Madrid fault? Absolutely. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. And a lot of, um, you know, I'm not one of these, I'm not really into the prophesiers, whatever you want to call them, people that predict the future, they read tarot cards and whatever they do. But one of the things you see consistently, though, are people having dreams and visions about these massive earthquakes that will split the country in half. And is that the 300 mile zone of water you're referring to? I believe it is, yeah. I don't have dreams, so I don't know. (laughs) Well, uh, why? Let me ask you this. If this is by design to create this 300-mile zone of water, how does that help an invading force? It causes the confusion. It causes complete control. They'll have control over the food, the water, and Mm. the electricity because of all the water that's being dumped on us now. And if anybody wants to see how they're doing it, you should follow Mike Morales. Well, tell because us, what, what, does Mike, what does Mike do? Electrically, he gets pictures from up above, looking down below from the satellites that shows us how they're driving the, the jet streams, how they're creating all of this weather to come in the way it is. This, and then they want to blame it on... on uh, uh, climate change so they can yeah. make more money on the climate change sure um 
the moving of these jet streams, and I think that's what you're referring to, that you're talking about a harp application to controlling the weather, right? Oh, they're using more than harp. What else are they using? They have several different machines now that they use. I sat here the other night. I was sitting outside with some friends, and these long, 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 rounded clouds started to appear in the sky, three of them, side by side. And I said to my friend, have you ever seen a cloud like that before? And she said, no. I said, that's because that's done with a machine. So somewhere close to us is a machine that they're making these clouds with. These clouds are filled with with um, moisture. And today now we've been raining all day long. And that, that was just two nights ago when we saw those clouds. It, they are filled with storms. They are driving the wind and what they call them machines, Dave, I have no idea. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's harp-based applications, but um, and harp is no longer. A lot of people still believe it's the '90s, and harp is located in Gakona, Alaska. No, it's all over the world. Oh no, I know there's it's part, everywhere. Yeah, there's portable harp units. You can put them on airplanes. I mean, it's yeah. uh, universally applied now. It's they got them on ships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, and he shows you the ships, right where the ships are and what they are doing. How does he access these uh, satellite photos? I didn't ask. Boy, Don't I, ask. I would ask. He could always tell but, me he's not yeah. going to tell me, but I would ask. Yeah. No, that's who you want to watch. He okay. puts... Now, he'll do a 16-day... Um, forecast and he's been 100% right every time because he can forecast what's coming by what he sees from that satellite hmm. well he's either got a leaker inside or he has a way to hack into this technology without getting caught watch out have look, no idea yeah look what they did with Julian Assange so I guess it watch out this I will say God is putting his people right in front now and remember the scripture says nothing nothing will remain hidden anymore everything they think they're hiding from us they can't it's exactly what Steve Quayle says Kathy when I've interviewed him That's a couple right. times Steve has said all will be revealed in the end days and, That's uh, right. He, I'm hearing this all over. I mean, uh, Doug Hagman and I have talked about this idea. It's, you know, we used to have to really work to uncover some of these stories. And now mm -hmm. they just kind of like fall in our lap. And I go, man, I had half the story five years ago. So I'll go back and I'll review what I said. And I'll say, okay, now here's where it is today. And it's like child's play, you know, reporting on this stuff. Because first of all, one, they're not even hiding it. Um, I'll give you an example, like those 10 deaths that were that happened with people fighting against deep state interest, 10 deaths in 72 hours, all violent deaths, suspicious deaths. Yeah. They're, not even, they're yeah. not even trying to hide this stuff anymore. No, they it, don't crazy. have time. You know, they're bringing it at us so fast and from all sides. 
they don't even have time to figure out what they're doing. <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah, they are, they are making mistakes, and I would agree with what you're saying about that. Um, let, let's yeah. go down to our southern border now. Um, what's come to your attention that really concerns you right now on the southern border? Uh, I just did a report yesterday on the air, and it's about the... the um, uh, what's the name of that disease they're bringing in here? Ebola, um, Denege fever? Ebola, Ebola. What I found out is that the more than 50 people have been let in the country now from the Congo. And how many of those actually had Ebola, don't know. But how they came in here is that they were going down the Grand, the Rio Grande River. So they're in the water. So they're spreading the disease in the water. Don't swim in there. Then they come over here and they just had their first death now from Ebola in Los Angeles. Uh, I believe it was three days ago. That's not being reported, Kathy. No, I know. And a nurse got that information out of the hospital. So then uh, Florida Maquis, that's another person you want to pay attention familiar to. familiar with him, yes. He, yeah, he's doing a lot of good research. So he put out a video the other day, and he showed Ebola, the rash from Ebola, the rash from scarlet fever, the rash from dengue fever, and the rash from the measles. He showed them all side by side, and they look exactly alike. So he is saying that a lot of what we're being told is measles is not measles. So I wanted to check, and I had to go to the doctor the other day, so I asked my doctor, I said, have you guys got a lot of uh, undocumented people coming in? And she said, man, way more than we can handle. I said, are they coming in from the Congo? Yep. And I said, uh, when they say that they have measles, are you testing them further for, for Ebola? And she said, you know, there is no test for Ebola. And that is exactly what Florida Maki found out. Hmm. There is no test for Ebola. Um, let, let me digress, because I... I I'm writing an article soon. Um, I'm going to review um, Operation Mountain Guardian from 2011. It's been repeated around the country in places like New Jersey, but it first happened in Denver. And I won't go into detail here except to say it was a mobilization effort designed to bring out healthcare, FEMA, DHS, and snatch kids without even notifying parents from elementary schools in Denver. And all hell broke loose at Sports Authority Field where the Denver Broncos play football because that's where they took these kids. They had hired crisis actors. Aaron Dykes covered on a video that's since been scrubbed by YouTube. And um, he interviewed a crisis worker, but an hour after the interview, they didn't need her. Parents were showing up. They showed up, and where's Johnny? Uh, Johnny was taken by FEMA. FEMA took Johnny where? He has a dentist appointment. And the parents just went ballistic. Well, in that time frame, 
I made contact with someone who knows one of my relatives in Denver, and she's a critical care nurse. And she goes on these alert phases when they get a bioterror alert or something like this. Well, she's had these alerts and not notified me because she didn't link it to anything. But I got a call two nights ago at 1.30 in the morning from this person. And she says, I didn't think you'd mind me calling you this late, given what I'm going to tell you. I'm on alert. That's not unusual. But the way they're doing the alert, I have to report my location every time I move, and so does my team. And I said, well, what does that mean? That means they will helicopter in, pick us up, and took it, take us to a place where there is going to be a bioterror event. Now, dovetailing with this, seven hours later, I'm having a phone conversation with Paul Martin, and he's detailing these quick response biological biohazard teams in places like Nebraska and Washington State at the exact same time frame. Kathy, this something is afoot right now. Yes, it is. And, and you were telling me beforehand that DHS is being called off the border. Yes. Well, I, I got pictures that someone sent me the other night where uh, many, right up to where the fence has been built in El Paso, supposedly these 6,000 Mexican soldiers are on the other side and they're supposed to be stopping all of this, but no, hundreds of them are still coming in. Hundreds. So what they have done is they took the main border, I, I guess you would consider that California. I think that's what I was looking at. California or Texas, I would say, yes. And they, they took where we had built the wall high up, where we the people had built the wall, and they opened up a gate there and they left the gate open. Well, I have a friend in Mexico who is taking live shots of uh, of their camera all night long, but it only shows one place on that border. And up to that point, every night I was watching that same camera and I was watching busloads and these were border patrol had, that had been bought off and they were bringing in busloads of young men, no children, young men at midnight every night. And this would go on for a couple hours, many buses. So uh, it's a trick. Well, I it's never believed that uh, uh, AMLO, the Mexican president, was ever going to enforce border enforcement, southern or northern border. And I have a real radical view on this, Kathy, so I'm going to put it out there and let you slap my wrist for being a bad guy on this. But they're talking about tariffs. Tariffs mean nothing, almost nothing, to an economy like Mexico because their main business is narco-terrorism. It's not legitimate business. They have some, but 
cutting into their drug and child sex trafficking that is what would do them harm so i've said this i said blockade both coastlines in mexico blockade the southern border no one in no one out insert the military until guatemala get the hell out of the way or else and block the guatemalan border and basically cut off mexican drug and child sex trafficking and see how quickly they come to the table in earnest then you can slap my wrist now no you're right on the money and you're I, right on the money i'm the son of an immigrant i know we need immigration here we have a birth rate of 1.77 no country's ever come back from less than 1.8 this is not but immigration this, there you go exactly this is an invasion thank you thank you exactly Okay, well, my wrists feel safer now that you didn't slap me. Thank you. But uh, we need a, and I'm not talking harm people, but I'll tell you, if that doesn't work, then it's time to go in and root out the uh, the, the drug cartels. But I will tell you this, you don't need to go into Mexico to do it. Sinaloa's are running Humboldt County in California. They're running it. Yeah. So and they're right. running, uh, the Sinaloa's and the Chinese, communist Chinese are running Chinatown. And they have control, or they did have control of politicians like Kamala Harris, uh, Dianne Feinstein. She had, you know, of course, that Chinese spy on her staff for 20 years. But we see these infiltrations here. But this is why I'm saying if Trump is sincere about making America great again, he's got to get the criminal element out of this country. And he doesn't seem to have any interest in doing that. No. No, he doesn't. Matter of fact, I would take a look at our prisons. I would see what's going on in our prisons because he's been talking for several months about letting certain prisoners go. Yes, he has. And then just just yesterday or day before, he had Kim Kardashian, Kardashian whatever her name is, there, and um, he was expounding on the fact that she's now becoming a lawyer and that she now has started a program for the prisoners. No. Well, part of me agrees with Trump on one aspect. He has made the statement that, you know, black offenders are sentenced to longer sentences for the same level of criminality, same background as white offenders. And I agree with him on that, that that needs to be addressed and it needs to be straightened out. Uh, where the situations are are similar. Um, But he's also talked about reduction of sentences, and he's pretty nebulous on what sentences he wants to reduce. Are we talking first-degree murderers? Are we talking about child molesters? Are we talking about simple drug possession? See, I would get behind that one. But in terms of, you know, the level of criminality that he wants to lessen the sentences for, the, our president's been very nonspecific in that area. Yeah. Yes, he has. And I just, I got this horrible feeling that you would find out that our prisoners are being trained as well. Well, I do know one thing. Drug cartels members are coming in, and this actually was covered, it was one of the news talk shows eight, ten years ago, Kathy, and it was, um, they're, they're organized criminals from Central America, primarily Mexico at the time, and they were, to get citizenship, they would enlist in the military, 
and they'd serve two years, four years, and then they'd get on a naturalization process, but they still had their gang affiliations. And this, like I said, this was reported about 10 years ago in the mainstream media. And, mm-hmm. and here's what's scary. We're talking now, after 10 years of this, these drug cartels have trained military personnel in their ranks. Yep. That's frightening. You know, my daughter works for a prison here, and um, she's been a guard there for many years. Uh, And she is in a prison that is for sexual offenders. And things are getting rough there. She said that you you might be getting beat up by a, a prisoner and none of her help, none of the people will help you. They step back. Why? I don't know. I don't know. She's got a couple more years to go and she can get resigned, so... She's trying to put her time in, but... And then then I had another friend who was beat up in the prison down in... Where was he from? I think he was from Phoenix. If I remember right. Uh, And he saw some illegal stuff going on, so he went to report it. And it wasn't very long, and the prisoners were allowed to beat him up. And his helper, his workers, just stepped back and watched, watched it happen. Because they are on the take. Who a lot of these, it's almost easier to ask. A lot now. of guards are yeah. on the take. Well, yeah. Kathy, I was just saying here that it's almost easier to 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 say who isn't on the take. Yeah, really. Because it's so many getting, of them are. Yeah. You know, I made a it list. I, I wrote something about. I'm in the process right now of analyzing the various drug cartel business models. And I want to give credit where credit's due. Marilyn Rupar has originally lived in Humboldt County. And um, that in a documentary I watched uh, called Murder Mountain, detailing these actions by criminal cartels in Humboldt County. I, um, I have to tell you, when I looked at this, I said, this is odd. And Marilyn came on my show and she said, Dave, it's a different business model. And she's a woman who worked high up in business at one time. And her father has an intelligence background, so she knows the, the mindset here of organizational structure of criminal organizations. And um, so that prompted me to go look at the Medellin cartel, the Cali cartel that followed it, and of course, uh, the uh, emergence from the plaza system to the Sinaloa cartel. Of course, there's Juarez and the Gulf Coast cartels. But the big one is the Sinaloas. And I looked at their models and what what we're seeing now here is a business model well i'll put it this way i wrote an article about all the public officials in a one-year period that were murdered by pablo escobar's people at the Medellin cartel we're talking presidential candidates attorney generals defense minister judges police chief generals I mean, it was like a who's who, who's in control of the executive branch of uh, the the government in Colombia. And I'm looking at the business model that's coming in here now, MS-13 being the assassins, uh, the cartels basically tied to the communist Chinese business model. And when we look at all this, 
those names that I printed a week ago that Pablo Escobar killed, the names will change in America, but Kathy, I really believe we're going to see people in the same positions murdered. And I think we're already seeing it with the murder of the two state senators here recently yeah. found in Oklahoma and Arkansas. I mean, do you fear this too, that we're going to see these kinds of assassinations on American soil like we did with the Medellin cartel? I think we're going to see assassinations of you and me. Well, they did journalists, too. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that was a, a slip of the tongue and, and purposeful forgetting. Well, I didn't want to admit that to myself. But, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They, um, he, here's one thing that I know. If they're using gang members, in whether they come hidden as military or however they come hidden, in whatever uniform. You might even find them in, in uh, Vatican robes. However they come in, they're going to use the ones that are not, not tattooed on the face. Interesting. And they will use the ones afterwards, after they've committed a murder, then they have to mark that tear on their face. Those ones we won't see. And if they're using, if they're marked up, clear up on their neck, we won't see those unless they can cover it. What we're going to see is the ones that are not overly marked yet. That makes sense, because you've alluded to this already. How do you know an MS-13 assassin? Because for every person they murder, they've got to tattoo a teardrop on their face. On their face. Exactly. So I hear what you're saying. So to avoid that kind of easy identification, then you use the ones who don't have the teardrops, which makes it even harder to detect them. Right scary times we live in um and here's the other thing down there in honduras i know for sure and i'm very sure this is going on in nicaragua and in el salvador too the police that are there and getting all their training are gang members unmarked you might see from the lower neck down Hmm. but they're they're fairly unmarked Uh, and so they've been getting training all along it's a very consistent business model let me tell you how i know you're absolutely 100 percent correct the uh and on april 9th of this year the Washington Post ran an article that said they were dissolving the federales and they were creating a new Mexican National Guard being trained for, quote, unquote, I'm being sarcastic, humanitarian purposes. And uh, but this Mexican National Guard, I have since found out from some sources that the Mexican National Guard are being recruited from the various cartels. And... The Mexican National Guard is being traded for the UN soldiers. Yes, they are. They're taking on the Mexican uniform. Let me tell you what I've learned about this, and you're right on the money. It's a document called EFS number sign eight. 
and it's a joint agreement. It started with a, uh, an executive order from George Bush, expanded upon by Obama, where they can medically detain people for really just coughing now. They've expanded it so much. And they had 17 government organizations in a partnership with HHS, Human Health Services, and the UN. But not one of the government services from the United States contains anything to do with medical treatment. So it's not medical quarantine, it's a disguised FEMA camp pretending to be. And let me give you my operating hypothesis, and I'm not the only one who's saying this now. You have, you're having active Ebola enter the country. That's already happened, happened a month ago. Um, and what we know now is that these diseases are spreading. They expect the plague to break out in LA this summer. This is something that Dr. Drew was saying in the media. And so we have these pathogens, possible mini pandemics that'll start, but it'll never be as bad as what we're being told. And here's what I've been told by someone in FEMA. He used to be, and he's retired, FEMA counter bioterrorism. He told me that he expects there to be a an embellished Ebola outbreak or something like it. And they're going to make it worse in the media than it really is. And then they're going to hit us with bioweapons like crazy. So every time I hear about these drills going on and this nurse is on call that I mentioned earlier, my mind goes to that discussion. And we're weaponizing immigration is what we're doing. Yeah. That is what we're doing. And there is no immigration. You just stop using that word. It's infiltration <laughs> well, let me say we this. are being are infiltrated people, something yeah. fierce Kathy there are people who are crossing the border and they're doing so illegally and I'm going to make a little defense for them here they're told in their home countries they get literature saying the government doesn't care and they're speaking about us the corporations want you and they'll treat you well and the American people for the most part will love you come north young man young woman come north and there are some that enter this country with pure intentions even though they're breaking the law when they enter without going through the process uh, but they're really no threat to us in terms of terrorism but that number seems to be diminishing and the ones who are a threat are increasing let me give you an example we're, we're importing people let me back up. I want to choose my words carefully here. People are crossing the border from Africa from countries that are infestated with Ebola. We're not screening them. Okay, We're catching them by the hundreds. And how many don't we catch? Um, what I want to know is how the hell do they get from Africa to our border? Did they do the crawl stroke? back floated a third of the way to save energy and ran the marathon to get to the border. I mean, I'm being facetious, but how the hell do they get to our border? Well, that's why I said I was wondering if they are still involved with the UN. Of course they are. And the UN is getting their funds from George Soros and the Koch brothers. Oh, no, Koch okay. brothers. Those are two of the guys that have ruined Colorado politics. Absolutely. Yes. And the Koch brothers now teamed up with George Soros, and they are supposedly teaming up for the good of America, and they they got funds coming in another way. 
So I don't know how in the world. I can't even remember what they said they were going to do. I think it was retrain. Um, Yeah, they're sending in the money to retrain the immigrants and to house the immigrants. Well, these aren't, these are invaders. And unfortunately, what you just said is true. There are a lot of innocents coming because George Soros paid for the advertising to go out first to the Congress of Honduras. I imagine they did the same thing in the other two countries. And so constantly in the newspaper down there, they are being told to come here, that they're going to get free housing, free medical, and free education. That they are welcome here. Exactly. That's the lie that I've uh, been told that they're, they're shared. In fact, I'm hearing they post public notices in villages that say, yes. don't, you don't have to live a life like this. Come north, and the Americans have all the money you'll ever need. That's right. You know about this, too. Yep. It's it's crazy. Are we coming to a nexus point here? Are we coming to a focal point where literally all hell is going to break loose? Well, yeah. America's working on that. And that's why I, I really question who is Donald Trump now. Because we're getting hit on all sides. We're getting hit by weather. We are getting our food supply taken away, uh, taken away from us. And now, recently, we're going to get our oil taken away from us. Now, these two oil tankers, you know that's a false flag. And, and poorly done. Even we, the Japanese have said they don't believe very, it. Very, no, very poorly done. And um, if they react on this, and if the American people do not start calling their senators and saying, we don't want no war, you're not going to get back in office if you vote for war. Mm-hmm. I, um, I did a podcast the other day, Kathy, where I, I was giving advice to the listening audience on how to um, help their sons avoid being drafted. Um, I, I'll tell you one thing. My son's not going to go fight in the banker wars of occupation. Mine either. Not going to happen. And um, there, there, I, I would encourage everyone to go to my YouTube channel and pull that up. I'll post it on the website here soon. But, uh, Kathy, we, we as Americans just need to stand down. Said, so you have a nice time with your war. You know, Joe Biden, you send your son. Trump, you send your kids to fight. Listen, I heard the best solution yesterday that I've heard yet. And this is really going to get involved. And it would be very interesting to know what Steve Quayle thinks of this. There was a lady called Amazing Polly. She put a video out yesterday. And she, I think, hit it right on the head. She said, if we all, all of us now, put our cell phones down, shut them off, call the companies, get rid of them, 
these these cell phones is how they're going to control us and through 5G and 5G is controlled by AI that's how they're going to grab us so she said if you want to control them shut your cell phones off Mm -hmm. exactly and she even took it one step further and I know Steve will be interested in this I got excited when I heard it she connected it to the mark of the beast and it is the mark you've got it in your right hand you've got it in your forehead (laughs) it's on your ears it's all over your head and you know the next step that they're coming out with your cell phone won't ring in your hand anymore it's going to ring in your forehead they have a chip that they want to place in your forehead and that will be your cell phone and you'll just tell it what to do and it will do it there's your chip terror is your mark of the beast but will people put them down I don't think so I think they're so hooked now I don't think they will. Hmm. I think of my own boys, and will they put their cell phones down? No way. Them guys are plugged into them 24-7. Yeah, I see the same thing in my lot. My son has some of that behavior, but more than him, his friends are just hopelessly addicted. You walk into any restaurant today, Kathy, and the kids, rather than talk to each other, I mean kids, I'm talking young adults, they're not That's talking right. to each other. They're 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 on their cell phones. It's like, why even are you guys together? Yeah, I went out to dinner last night, and while I was there, I took a look around, and all these married couples they weren't talking to each other. They were talking to their cell phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Satan worked it out perfect, and we just never even realized that we had the mark of the beast in our hand the whole time yeah you're describing a nexus point here there's no question about that and all they got to do is control us through that once they hook up that 5g we're done Mm -hmm. well i i hear what you're saying um we're being you know like i said earlier where's your focus and we've kind of been all over the map with this because this stuff is so interrelated you can't just focus on one thing because quickly it morphs into another issue that overlaps Mm -hmm. and uh, And that's being done on purpose yes to keep our eyes off of what's going on in dc well, it's Rule 13 of Rules for Radicals to overwhelm the establishment and the people, uh, and this is what we're seeing here, too. We're getting hit with so many things, people just can't keep up. And so the public, even you know, you and I work in this every day, 
And I have to yeah. admit, some days I go, I just feel overwhelmed today with all that's going on. Can you imagine how the average person feels if they stop and just catch an hour of an interview like this? They, they, I mean, they think either one of two things. Hey, those two people there on the radio here, they're Rubio and Hodges, that would be in a mental institution. Or they're thinking, <laughs> this stuff can't possibly be true. Because I have to tell you, well, I went through this denial when I got involved in this. And I was saying, okay, I understand there's a conspiracy to take over the government. I get the trilateral commission. But going further, I thought, nah, that can't be true. They're not putting stuff in the air to poison us. They're not doing GMOs to harm us. No, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, okay, I went through the same transformation. And see, this is our biggest enemy right now because the globalists need our ignorance uh, so they can continue with what they're doing. Yeah. They do, and they they hoping that we'll stay ignorant. But I believe that they started to make things come much faster now because they saw the wake-up coming, and it got to be too much for them. Too many people were waking up at the same time. And so they're trying to slow that process down now by controlling the social media. Hmm. Well, I think you're absolutely right about that, and and it's not going to get any better, Kathy. It's only going to get worse and worse. And yeah. And uh, but here's what I found too: you don't have to be knowledgeable in every area to take a stand. You know, it's no. just kind of like if you're fighting a war, you don't have to shoot at every soldier that's coming your way. You only have to shoot at the ones that are in front of you. So we only need to resist those items that are in our face and pose the greatest threat right now. So we don't have to be an encyclopedia of New World Order conspiracy. We simply just need to say what's in front of me and blocking me from living my life the right way and it's illegal and it's against our culture. That's what we're going to stand against. And this is one thing I wanted to really communicate to the people today is you can still stand up for what you understand. Exactly. And when you don't do anything, then you're allowing this to kill us off. Yeah, it's uh, silence is a complicit yes. Kathy, we're out of time, and this went so quickly here. Would you please tell people how they can... I just have to say one more thing. Go ahead. To the militia, I'm speaking directly to you. Get off your butts now. In one week, or possibly two, it will be too late. We need you at the border. And I don't care if they tell you you can't go 100 miles in. This is my country. God gave this to me. Right. Exactly you right. go down there and you do what you have to do to keep these people from coming in here. Amen to because that. Because nobody in the government is going to do it. You're right. And Kathy, with that, we're out of time. Very quickly, tell people how they can follow your work. Uh, well, I'm still over in, uh, in Seattle working on the on the um, TV. So um, that's that show is called uh, Call to Investigations, mm -hmm. and we're usually on every Wednesday. Okay, very good. And on that note. My friend, we are out of time. Thank you so much for coming on with such short, excuse me, such short notice and uh, informing us. And uh, let's keep praying and hope for the best. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Rubio. And this won't be the last you hear from her. Thanks so much, Kathy. You bet. God Bye -bye. bless.